again, more questions that plague Sam. Yeah. Serious questions. Oh yeah, always serious. So, Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Sorry, what was the first bit? Sally. Sally. Yeah, Sally sells seashells I've by the seashore. Have you not? It's a no. tongue twister. But she sells seashells by the seashore. Yeah. And I don't know if that's brilliant marketing or if it's terrible marketing. Uh -huh. Because you're right where people are who are in desire of seashells. However, you're right. You're, you're on the seashore. So you already have access to seashells for free. So, so true. It's deep, man. So you're, it's like selling coal in a coal mine. Exactly. People are there looking for coal, so sure, you're doing great, but people already got access to coal. They got access to coal, but you've got it ready to go. So she's yeah. got the seashells ready to go. Yeah. Whereas... It's a small amount if, of If I'm around, I've got to, like, search for them. Yeah. People used to trade in seashells, by the way. Really? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I, I would love to ask more about that, yeah. but that's, that's enough for a sound check. <laughs> uh, Okay, hi there, welcome to Director's Debrief, Season 2. Season 2. Episode 1. As if they said yes to us having a Season 2. I know, it's the producers. All, yeah, the producers, <laughs> they, you know, it was a tough decision. There was no bribery involved, I swear. No, not, nothing at all, no but bribery. it was like a no-brainer. Yeah. They even like, what was it? We were two episodes in and they said, yep, season two is happening. We signed. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm, are you excited? You're excited for season two because I'm really excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see how we, how we go. Yeah. yeah. Quick introduction about season two. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you describe it a bit more eloquently than I did, but season two, we're changing the format. Last year was uh, 52 episodes of us finding our feet, getting comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, and this year, what are we doing? Tell the people. We're absolutely ready to dominate. Yeah. Um, 100%. Always, always. No, we are now the episodes are going to be a bit more from from the heart yeah um real life perspectives and stories hopefully that other people are going through yeah uh and we, we there'll be recurring themes as well yeah. so it could be all the way from physical health yeah. to uh kind of like general motivation education like what are you doing self-help all of that stuff uh we'll be covering a ver variety of topics and new topics yeah but it comes from our own experiences and what worked for us and what didn't. That's it. That's that's the bit that really caught my attention. Mm. And we, we touch on this in the end of the last season, but I think it's basically all the good decisions that you and I have made as young men. And all the bad ones. Point, and all the bad ones. Yeah. What we've learned from them mm -hmm. and to sort of help people bypass the some of the heartache, some of the pain that comes with it. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because of what we're going to talk about today, but there is an element of you have to find out for yourself mm -hmm. a little bit, but use this as perspective before you do. Yeah. Um, so for some examples, we're going to be talking about uh, physical health, mental health, um, foods that are good for you, yeah. supplements that are good for you, where you should invest your money. Not in terms of like, you know, the S&P 500, yeah. but you should invest in your mental health. You should mm -hmm. invest in your physical health. These yeah. aren't things you should be thinking you can get away without. Yeah. They're really important for you. Absolutely. And I think a lot of this is going to go um, be our aha moments, right? Those yeah. moments where we're like, wow, that works. And all we're trying to do, none of this is advice, no. but it's to give our perspective so that people can probably get to that aha moment sooner yeah yeah or when they do it makes a lot more sense for them that's it i think it's about being able to easier identify the aha moment mm -hmm. because now that i'm thinking about my the topic we're talking about today is uh sort of physical health yeah sure and yeah. around that but my aha moment i've only realized looking back maybe four or five years yeah so hopefully the sooner you identify your aha moment, you can double down on it. Absolutely. And so, you keep having them as well, right? All the time. Uh, you keep veering in and out of them. So yeah. physical health. Yeah. Is it important to you? To me, it is so important. Um, it's gradually grown in importance for me over the okay. years. Um, and recently it is... Where did it start? Now it's like number three, number yeah. two in, in all of life's priorities. Mm -hmm. Okay, not that high, but it, yeah. it's, high, it's, high. it's in top five mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and there was definitely for a long period of time where it was, you know, barely made the top 15. Yeah. Top 10. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's climbed up the ranks quite mm -hmm. significantly for me. Okay, so why why was it in the top fifteen? And where, give give us an age. Where, yeah. When do you think it was in the top fifteen? You have to start after ten, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it went up and down. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time where um, 
you know, it was it was really low in the list of priorities. And I think this was a younger and naiver Sam, mm-hmm. where you know you're sixteen, seventeen. Yep. You can eat takeout every single day, or yep. you can eat unhealthy. I, I had a job quite early on, mm-hmm. so I was eating unhealthy because I I went to college from nine to four and I worked right. five to nine. Okay. So on the route, I'd pick up something super unhealthy. Yeah. But I was what, what would that be? Uh, like a chicken burger, mm-hmm. chicken burger and chips, so fried stuff. Yeah. But the thing is. Uh, I would get, uh, yeah, I, I would get unhealthy food and I wouldn't gain weight. Right. Physically, I didn't feel any, uh, I didn't look any different. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. And when I look back, I can see patterns of that building for years and years and years uh-huh. of me eating unhealthily, not putting on weight yep. and thinking everything is fine. Yeah. But deep down, I lacked energy. I lacked, um, like I, I, I sweat. I was just constantly sweating. Yeah, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I was just constantly sweating. Right. Uh, but I, I just generally felt unwell, and I didn't feel like I had the, like mentally, it affected me mentally too. And again, not towards illness or anything like that. But it just it it again sort of impacted motivation. Mm-hmm. When you don't have the energy to do anything, it's way easier to just kick back and like oh, I don't want to. I can't be yeah. bothered. Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's that's it's low. So so I mean you've. We're talking about in in physical fitness and, and so on. There's a few different aspects. One of them is food, yeah. What you're eating, and obviously one of them is the physical exercise you do, the movements you do, and so on. There. So, yeah. I say as a kid, you were naturally getting a fair amount of movement. You're just playing sports or whatever at school. You know, running around, doing whatever. Yeah. You naturally get it. Yeah. Which keeps you yeah. lean. Right. Well, yeah. All your friends are just taking you places. Like, yeah. yo, let's go play football. Let's go play basketball. Mm-hmm. Let's cycle over there. Yeah. There's just constant excuses to go out and yeah. play. And you're kind of doing that on autopilot in a way. Yeah. Like you may be interested in playing football, but you're doing it because everyone else is doing it. You're doing it there. And it's yeah. not it's not really pushing you out of your comfort zone. So you're doing physical exercise without much um, intention. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of a different word. But yeah, intention. Intention. Yeah, sure. let's, yeah. say, let's go with that. So that means that you're naturally staying in good shape yeah. because you're a kid which naturally that's the way um, our bodies work, but you also, you're, uh, just because of what you're doing, which means in turn you think you can eat whatever you want mm-hmm. and nothing's going to change for you because yeah. you are different to someone who is overweight. Yeah. Or You've seen that as a kid, right? You see other people who are like that, but you don't think you're, you're, you're going to be that. that. Yeah. yeah, because they do other things or you don't even question how they're even overweight in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. definitely. You... Um, you mentioned you had a story you wanted to kick this off with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I know we both got a bit of, bit of a background. Yeah. Um, and kind of when we had our heart moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a story I've not really, really told many people. Yeah. Um, because I just don't know. It's an era, time of life that I really tried to put behind me. Um, and you know, when you do that, you try and get rid of any evidence that it even exists. So, yeah, um, yeah I was probably about. You know, growing up as a kid, kid, mm. I'm talking like before the age of 10, or before the age of eight, very, you know, slim Indian kid, mm. just rolling around like, yeah, quite bony, um, nothing really gone. And I'm, I'm not sure when it happened, um, but as a vegetarian, as a kid, so I made a decision to become vegetarian around the age of seven. Okay. Um, I don't, uh, you know, there's a lot of variety of reasons. People often question that I made it myself, but 100% myself. I yeah. remember my parents saying I shouldn't, uh, or they were questioning why, and I yeah. decided. So with a vegetarian diet, it comes a lot. It can be very carby if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And I think as a kid, I was, I went very much down that route. So, you know, we have paneer and Indian food. Uh, it's Indian cheese. Uh, you know, I was a huge fan of stuff like that, potatoes, so on. But I really went beyond the whole balance between physical exertion and uh, actually eating. And I was, you know, I was very much into my food. I loved it. I remember desserts, anything. I was was really big, big, big into it. I love my food to this day. Um, But without me knowing as a kid, because you never realize it, you know, you're not looking in the mirror as a kid, really. Just shove something in your hair or something. You're just, (laughs) you're carrying on. Um, But quickly over time, I went from that, that fairly skinny Indian little kid to quite a, overweight um kid like a 10 year old to 12 year old you know that was a real time where i was genuinely you know you're looking at the photos that was a a time when i was i was genuinely overweight at the time was it on your mind as well no not at all okay cool didn't have a clue yeah didn't even think i was overweight at all okay 
that was the the crazy thing. I was in my own world. My brother would tell me now and then, but I thought it just I just laugh it off. Oh, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Like, yeah, no one's <laughs> no one's. He was a very skinny. I guess I'm allowed to. Yeah, I can say that about him. He was what? very skinny as a teenager. Okay. So we were completely different at that right. time because he's four years older than me. Yeah. So he was, you know, in his teens, and I was uh, twelve. And people didn't think we were siblings. That yeah, was how yeah. different we looked. Uh, which is quite funny now because we get the opposite um, yeah, thought guys, process. Yeah, you guys yeah, look pretty similar. Pretty, well, fairly similar. Very easy to identify your brothers. Yeah, before Definitely. it was not possible. Okay. <laughs> uh, not at all. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I'll show you the photos, but yeah, crazy different. So I was going through that. I didn't know I was, didn't know I was chubby. didn't know that. And then the comments start getting made. Okay. And out of nowhere, it almost felt like suddenly people were calling me chubby and, and stuff like that. And I never realized this was going on. So this was probably when I was 12. Okay. Um, so I was at just around year seven, year eight time. I think that's right, right? Yeah. Um, and little comments came. I went to an all boys school. So you get little comments and so on. And it's, you rub it off, rub it off um, kind of because it doesn't mean much. But then it starts to get to you. Uh, and you're like, wow, this is, people are saying this. But I felt that my weight was similar to the color of my skin or the color of my eyes. It was who I was and oh, there was okay. nothing I could do about it. You identified as a fat kid. That was it. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Like that was it. That was who I was. Yeah, sure. Whilst I was going away, eating all the food I was doing, I hadn't put two and two together. Right, right. And it seems crazy, but come on, I was 12. I was 11, no, I was 11 uh, 12. And I didn't realize that me consuming yeah. led to me remaining this chubby kid. It's very indicative of what people are talking about now of like a fixed mindset. This is what I am. Not yeah. this is what I am right now or anything can change. Just this is what I am. Yeah. Um, which I would say you're completely the opposite of now, but it's curious and very interesting to hear that, you know, back then you had quite a fixed mindset. That's yeah. Something you identified as. And I mean, people would tell me to, to you know, you get the odd joke, joker saying lose some weight or yeah. whatever. Um, I mean, it wasn't crazy, crazy thing, but for any kid, it's, it's a bit too much to take. And yeah, I went through that whole process and I was thinking, this is, I need to, I need to change something. Yeah. Uh, I still didn't do anything about it because I didn't know, I didn't know I could change it. I was yeah. very upset. I, every, I think there was a period where it was like every day I'd get, a, I remember hearing a comment yeah. and it was just getting to me, getting mm -hmm. to me so much. Um, so, and so yeah. you're hearing these comments, right? Yeah. And is it so far removed from you that this is something you have any domain over? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. okay, cool. I, I, and maybe it started, I started to understand that I could get there. Yeah. You know, people who, who do exercise and so on. I remember uh, watching iRobot. Yeah, okay. Right? Uh, crazy. This is just a memory that I have. Yeah. And Bill, uh, Bill Gates? Uh, <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith's um, opening scene, he's like <laughs> absolutely oh, ripped. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just going in. I remember watching it. Stuff, yeah, right? I remember watching it. Some one of the family members was like, "Ah, someone's been working out," and I was like, "What do you mean? I thought everyone looks like that. <laughs> you know, everyone gets yeah. to look like that when you you age. There's yeah, that level. Yeah, yeah. Where you just look absolutely jacked." And and they were like, "No, no, he's been working out," mm -hmm. and that got to me. I was like, "Oh, he's put some work in together. Okay. You don't just look like that. It's not like you turn." 25 and you're absolutely in the best shape of your life can i just say something yeah up until this point what you were saying yeah i respected that that's that was your perspective but it wasn't making any sense to me until i realized something i've just put two and two together uh -huh. so i have the same situation yeah um uh, and somebody kept telling i think it was my sister about ryan reynolds right about how he lost baby fat on his face yeah so I, I think in a similar way, I was just like, so I'll just wait for the baby fat to drop. Right, it, it will just happen, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if this was part of like my upbringing, your upbringing, where yeah. you just assume things just happen, or is yeah. it just a kid's naivety mm. that you just think, oh yeah, I'll get taller as yeah. I go on. You know, I'm not going to be one foot for the rest of my life or whatever, <laughs> right? You know, that could happen. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's that. So I think a few things started to come together and I remember it so clearly and vividly. Yeah. It was all there and I was like, oh, he put work in to become fit and mm. then that will mean the comments stop or no yeah, one's really okay. going to say anything mm. uh, and do that. And I, I you know, I had, had, hid the fact that I even had comments even when I lost my weight because mm. um, to me, I didn't want anyone to know that that was my reason. But obviously there's, there's always underlying things yeah, that yeah, get yeah. to you. But um, yeah, I... Basically, my parents had a rowing machine in their house. 
oh, cool. uh, that no one really used. I think underlying they bought it for me, oh. uh, but they never said it. Had a meeting uh, behind closed yeah, doors. Yeah, I feel there was something there, but I just never used it. Yeah. And I decided, uh, as I was a very stubborn kid, it's one of the reasons I turned vegetarian very early on. And I decided I was going to get on that rowing machine and do 10 minutes every day. Okay. Right? Not much, but 10 minutes every day. That's smart for a kid. Because yeah. as a kid, you think you can solve it overnight. People yeah. still think they can I, solve I think it I tried. I okay. think I tried. I think right. I, I cut that. So, yeah, I people i'd heard comments i started to read a little bit about it yeah. but again like just i don't know reading random things and without fail i think for something like three or four months straight mm. i did not have a day without touching that rowing machine yeah yeah and it was it, my parents were a bit worried that okay. like i veered the complete other yeah, way yeah. i started to go on runs with my dad because my dad used to go jogging in the morning oh cool start to join him you just have to wake up at whatever half six for a kid that's just annoying yeah. um <laughs> if anyone that's annoying um <laughs> and yeah so go for little runs with him started to reduce my portion sizes because I, I remember someone telling me that oh you know you can just have one week to fix rather than two <laughs> yeah. um which really started to impact things and I remember my all my goal was was I had a little belly like yep. as a kid not not a huge amount but enough for me at the time I just wanted that to keep going in and I just kept watching it yeah. and as a kid you're you're benefited by the fact you can lose weight weight pretty easily yeah. but put in some stuff yeah. Uh Hey, thanks for listening this far. Um, if you have made it this far, you'll know that we're not actually sponsored by Huel, but maybe in the future. But please don't forget to subscribe, like, do what you can do to, to push this episode forward and our future episodes coming forward. But look forward to um, the next one. I have photos from the beginning of my year eight yeah. to the end of the year of my year eight, and I look like a completely different person. Sick. Yeah, and yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was quite quite ridiculous at the time. Yeah. You know, you see all those family members who are just like, "What have you done?" Like, oh, all of this, yeah. and yeah, it's. I, I guess what I'm, I'm my the the thing from there is, it's. I had that aha moment, yeah. and I realized, oh, I need to put work in to get to this position, yeah. and that will stop that, and it's in my control. To get to that aha realization, though, it doesn't sound like it was one thing. Ooh. It sounded like a few things built up. That's so, right. what are some of the bullet points here? What if you were to summarize this? What would you say were the aha moments for you to realize that you needed to get into shape? Um, I needed to realize that my current habits mm. were keeping me where I was. Okay. Um, so just like you said, your chicken sandwich, chicken burger yeah, every day yeah. after that. Pick it up on room. You need to realize what you're currently doing yeah. is not, not good for you. And that's what's causing you to be where you are. Yeah. So forget what you get, what changes you're going to make mm. to your, to your strategy. It's okay. This is not working for me. So I needed that firstly, aha moment. Yeah. I needed the realization from others that I was in this position. So a lot of people will be um, will say, "Oh, that's fat phobic and, yeah, and stuff a, like that." It's a hot topic right now. Fat yeah, shaming, right. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> funny enough, yeah. I feel like I can talk about this because I went through it. Yeah, yeah. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, maybe there's some underlying scars that are still there, <laughs> but it was the best thing because it made me realize that yeah. I was there. I think I. I I say my brother's probably one of the biggest <laughs> to thank or not to thank. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 being more aware of where you are. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we're not so self-aware. So having others to reflect on, yeah. I guess, is the healthier way of putting it, is quite nice. Um, but making sure it doesn't break you um, and making sure you use that energy to... So I'm curious, did your motivations change at any point? Because I'm assuming at one point, your motivation stemmed from you don't like yourself and you don't like the, the, the vision that other people are giving on you, mm. like the, the impression you had on other people. Yeah. You don't like that people are calling you overweight, chubby, yeah. fat, yeah. but also you don't like being overweight, chubby, and fat. Yeah. So at some point you're working out to remove that. Yeah. At any point did it change, did your motivations change? Maybe more recently, shall we say, in your adult life. Did you change any reason why you go work out or anything? Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. So that was a very temporary period of, I don't want to, I don't want to look how I, looked before yeah okay cool. then it turned into consistency of i don't want to get back to where i was before right so i'm going to do everything to maintain and watch what i'm doing but i'm not trying to lose weight now yeah, you yeah. know I thought it was a bit dangerous i literally it was a couple of stone at the time like yeah. it was for a kid that's a lot um and yeah so it's like i don't want to go back to where i was so i'm going to start doing continuing to run maintaining what i look for and i think that's definitely ingrained in me to this day yeah 
But it, I'll say that it didn't just mean that I continued to stay on a path of healthy eating and healthy living for the rest of my life. Mm. I did go through this period, as we said, yeah. you'd veer in and out. Yeah. Um, I went to uni and I probably didn't look after my health as well. Um, and that reflected in how I felt and so on. Mm. And you get back into that aha moment. And it's that continuous realization as you're going on. Where I am now mm. is... Hold yeah. on to that. Because mm-hmm. I want to exchange ideas on where you are now when I tell you about where I am now. Um, can we can we go through your through you, I don't know if yeah, you've yeah. got a, so, yeah so, so that's the thing I wanted to hear your perspective on the matter uh, I want to share mine and then at the end let's talk about where we are right now sounds good I yeah. think we work out I mean you work out a bit more than me nah, yeah. yeah come on man <laughs> your gym <laughs> yeah. subscription says otherwise <laughs> but uh, for for very different we work out similar amounts yeah but for very I feel like for different motivations that kind of align sometimes mm-hmm. but let's talk about that in a little bit yeah um, I was a chubby kid but I um, I think it's kind of just within Middle Eastern and Arab culture to to to, you know, make comments like that. Okay. Uh, but the the this is where. Sort how of, how old were you when you were going through this? Um, I don't know. I would say it's hard to remember much of what happened when I was because I grew up in Sweden up until the age of eight. Uh, I remember a lot about that that part of my life, but I don't really remember what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. I had a yeah, but as. So probably from the ages of eight through to like, again, 12, 13, mm. um, I would say I was quite chubby. Yeah. But it's quite po- common within like Arab and Middle Eastern culture to like rip into one another um, and to just kind of like poke jokes. Like, yeah. It, it just, it, 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 and it's all usually meant with love. Yeah. Um, but I was always sort of envious of like when I was in school of the other kids that were sort of in shape mm. or athletic or good at sports. Right. Because I played a lot of sports. I was, yeah. I was generally pretty bad at most of them. But you enjoyed, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I wasn't particularly good at football, but my cousin played football all the time, so I'd go and play with him. Basketball was my thing. Mm-hmm. It, was fu- it was something where the baseline was sort of mediocrity. Okay. Football, I started off terrible. Yeah. And I felt like I had to work twice as hard to get to be average. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basketball, I started off as okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I can get into this. I can play more of this. Um, but weight, like my physical appearance was never sort of at the forefront of where... I sort of was like I had other insecurities in other departments, yeah. but like weight wasn't particularly sort of one tell. of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was never where I sort of wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I suppose. So, you know, you're talking about comments and things people made. Did anyone yeah. ever call you chubby or did that never really? Yeah. Come? I mean, I, I was always a bit of a, uh, <laughs> it was an Arabic word for like Debduba. Okay. So, like, Tubby. Yeah. All right. Little okay. teddy, fat teddy bear. Little teddy bear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but that was always kind of seen as like a positive thing. Yeah. Was like a cute teddy bear kind of impression that, that you sort of say. Um, so I, I don't know how much of the influence came from externally. Because like I said, I was never in the best shape. I was never hanging out with the cool kids with mm. the six packs and the whatnot. Yeah. But I don't know. It, 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 nobody sort of called me out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember seeing uh during that phase of my life if we're talking about youth during that phase of my life i came across a uh website called like 16 week abs okay there's this dude in like peru just filming videos of him just doing like uh 10 burpees and then jump to like squats and stuff like that um so i used to do that at home and there's so many times of where I'm like in the bedroom and like my dad walks in and I'm like just jumping and then I like slam the laptop as if I was like watching some, you know, like slap the laptop shut. and like, no, I'm not doing anything. I was like ashamed of working out. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. But yeah, I just always... Why, why were you ashamed? Huh? Why were you ashamed? I don't know. It's a good question, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Did you think oh, someone would say no? No. Do you know what I think it was? Um, I was I was really embarrassed at trying. Mm. The, the, putting in the effort. Because if I gave up, they're like, ha, look at that. Look at that oh. schmuck. He tried so hard and he failed. So you didn't even want them to know you were trying. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Right? I, I, I just kind of wanted to... Um, sorry, no. I didn't want anyone to... I didn't want to give anyone the opportunity to think I failed. So no one can know I ever started. Oh, like, oh, look, he's done it for seven weeks, seven yeah, days and then he's exactly. given up. Exactly, yeah. Did you feel that in other things that you used to do? In a lot of things, yeah. actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of dots connecting uh-huh. here. Um, yeah. Uh, Harvey made a funny comment where I sing a lot. 
I'm, I'm a free spirit. I yeah. sing and I dance all around yeah, the I office. Know. I know. Uh, but it's funny because I always start off really high-pitched. Yeah. And I don't have a high-pitched voice. Okay. So I start off really high-pitched. And Harvey made the joke of like, why are you always starting so high? Do you know why? Because from the get-go, you need to know I'm joking. You need to know I'm not trying. Uh, That's why it's like, I never want it. Like, it's, it. Oh, and then you get good. Uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you don't want people. You want... I've not been practicing singing, unfortunately. <laughs> that's not something I'm busting out. Of your wow, that's, that's deep. But I think that's been kind of a commonality in my life for a while. And that, uh, just a quick side note from the podcast. If you've made it this far and you're listening on somewhere like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave a rating for us. It really, really helps us out. And if you're on YouTube, then please like and subscribe. It really, really does help. Thank you. Like, you can't know I'm trying. I have to get really good before I start presenting something to you. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, holy crap, that impacts quite a few elements of my life. Um, Do you think that's like from childhood or? I'm trying to think back to like the root cause of it. But I can't seem to find anything. If I do along this season, that's I'll That's really it up. interesting yeah. because it's crazy how that can be in so many, like even something as you singing in the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that I still do it. Not so much mm. with health and fitness. Um, but now I think back, yeah. I don't take it well when I, I'm physically like, yeah, I don't know. So it's an interesting insecurity of mine that we've we've sort of unlocked. yeah <laughs> okay we'll we'll just put that in a box for now yeah, yeah let's repress that like yeah. I have successfully done over the past few years but we'll bring um, it back later but if we're bringing it back in terms of physical health um in terms of yeah I did try and like in secret workout and then uh, me and my cousin used to go running so we, we you know I told him I was like dude help me get into shape he's always been like mm. ripped from like birth I think he was born with a six pack if your cousin is how old. Uh, he was always, I think he's like four years older than me, five years mm-hmm. older than me. So you'd always look at him like this guy's just... Well, he was also very, uh, very talented at football too. Mm. So I, he's the guy I went fo- to play football with. So mm-hmm. he was very talented at football. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of, and he was sort of, he's one of these people that can sort of un- can run unlimited amounts. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I used to go running with him. Um, and then I started, and he was very sportive in terms of like, I remember when, we were trying to, like, I was trying to lose weight and stuff in terms of eating healthy. And he was making sure I was eating tuna and, you know, the high protein, good yeah. stuff. Um, but nothing stuck, man. Mm. Like, nothing stuck until recently. Like, you've known me my enti- the, the, the entirety of the time where I've taken my physical health seriously. Because, um, you know, big chunk of my time where I smoked. Uh, big chunk of, uh, sorry, big chunk of my life where I, I, I smoked. And it was during that time where I was eating unhealthily too. Mm. but I still felt okay. And that's when I started to sort of put on weight. Yeah. But for me, it's the thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of like physical health is it's very rarely been about looks for me. Mm. I've always been able to easily fluctuate between weight. Yeah. So I can look skinny and I can look fat okay. quite easily. Sure. I can't look toned and in good shape that easily. It takes mm. a lot of work and effort. Um, but the one thing that I did learn from my journey, my youth journey of, of fluctuating health is gaining this confidence that I, whenever I wanted to, I could do it. Yeah. So for the month that I tried really hard running with my cousin, eating tuna, all that stuff, mm. I did actually lose weight. Wow. I was looking in the mirror and I was yeah. like, okay, this is cool. But then I gave up. Yeah. I could never stick it out with, uh, for anything consistent. Why did you give up? Hmm? I think it was uh, complacency. I was like, that's okay. Yeah. That's not too bad. Oh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm fine here. Huh. Um. But also it kind of, I'll be honest, I think it caused some tensions with uh, like family because my dad would like, or my mum would put so much effort into cooking this meal yeah. and like offering food in Middle Eastern culture is such a huge expression of love. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it was kind of, I, I felt almost ungrateful. Mm. You know, like my mum used to put, uh, still does put so much passion in food yeah. because it's something she's offering up to her kids. Mm-hmm. Same with my dad. I mean, my dad's not, my dad's a great cook. He just doesn't claim he is. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just, so it's, this, it's very difficult for you yeah. to kind of cut back. To turn, I guess. to turn it down. Yeah. 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 It's hard to turn down that food, but that was like 30% of the reason. Okay. So it was never aesthetic. I wouldn't say never. Okay. It was lit, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you what it was. 
almost all, almost entirely aesthetic, mm. but it was never aesthetic has never been the thing that kept me in it. Interesting, right? Because my latest run of caring about my health is probably the longest I've ever been on, and it's it hasn't come from an aesthetic. What's point. it come from? Uh, it's come from energy levels and just like a. You, you want to know my aha moment was about six months in consistently taking Huel, mm. right? Consistently drinking Huel, yeah. consistently getting probably all the nutrients that come with it um, and starting to eat a little bit cleaner at home. Aesthetics was like 20% of it. I'm not going to lie. I did yeah. look in the mirror and go, I actually like what I'm seeing sure, here. Sure. Let's try and double yeah. down on this. But it was the fact that I suddenly went from like dragging my ass to work, dragging my ass home, dragging mm. my to like... Let's go. Yeah. Let's go do this. Let's go to work. I'm full of energy. I'm full. Wow. There were other factors too. Yeah. Uh, I was much more happier, in, you know, in the work that I was doing. Sure. But, but you naturally felt this this energy. Ball. Yeah. yeah. So oh. that was my aha moment. It was feeling better and feeling energized and like, you know, I've talked about making the most of life in, in a previous podcast, but it was the fact that I wanted to now yeah. and I felt like I could. So I guess there we had a similar moment in the fact, obviously different timelines and so on, but mm. that we realized the food that we were actually eating yeah. was leading to these these outcomes, yeah. right? Aesthetics, how you felt, the energy you had, whatever, it was leading there. And I think when people think about physical uh, health, yeah. They often straight away think of how many, what, what are you lifting, what are you benching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, what we were just talking about yeah. before this podcast, <laughs> yeah. what are you benching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, and again, to not sound like a repeat of every other fitness guru out there, but I still think it's underrated how important your food is yeah. to, to the, out, the outcomes that are coming there. The the physical exertion is secondary to right, your physical right. health. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about what you're eating when you're eating it, the consistency of your, your eating, yeah. and and so on. And I suppose the commonality between both our stories is diet. Yeah, well, nutrition essentially. Right. Yeah. And I guess that comes down to the fact. Well, I know you love your food, and I yeah. do too, right? Yeah. And there's that's nothing. There's nothing wrong there. No. But it's about knowing the balance between enjoying and indulging. Yeah. And I think that's that's something I'm I veer in and out of, but I, I'd say on the whole, since I was twelve, yeah, I've gotten the balance okay, yeah, um, because I'm I've figured out it can't go too far because yeah. it, it 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 leads to the outcome I don't want. Since you're twelve, wow, okay. For me, it's definitely like I mean, when did we meet? When I was like twenty three, right? That's when I think it. it you really had your aha moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's when I realized uh, how much an impact it has on me. You know, suddenly when you're, again, this is going to sound like an, it's really hard to not talk about an advert for Huel when you're yeah. talking about Huel. But it is that just feeling more nourished, yeah, having more of the right stuff in you, uh, and then obviously not eating eating takeaway every night. Yeah. The, that's what I've subconsciously felt. Do you know something that I consciously heard? Uh, and again, it was from a, a cheesy Instagram influencer. Mm -hmm. But he says, uh, this, this relationship with food, with food will change your mind forever. Uh, eat eat foods because of how they make you feel, not because of how they taste. Mm. And I think that applies to everyone because I genuinely this is I think this is a minority of people. Yeah, but there are some people out there that probably eat food and that will give them more joy. Yeah, than the feeling of you know what whatever the alternative can mm -hmm. offer them. I think that's a small minority of people. So I think what we're addressing here is that the majority of people will probably feel a lot better. Physically and maybe mentally too. Yeah. If they chose foods, depending on how the the four hours after they've eaten, they would feel. Interesting. Because everyone can eat a whole pizza to themselves. Mm. And it's fantastic for 20 minutes. But then you have to deal with four hours of, you know, all of that salt consumption. All yeah. of that, all of the, if you, especially if you have like a meat pizza, all mm -hmm. of that grease and fat. It's, it's in you. It's yeah, inside that, you. that carbohydrates inside you takes longer to break down. Yeah. And suddenly you start to feel groggy for four hours. Okay, question. Go ahead. Crash diets, good or bad? What's a crash diet? Okay, like keto? Immediate change in your diet. Like, um, I went on a holiday. I'm going to come back and just eat chicken and rice. Yeah. I'm going to cut out chocolate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that's a crash diet, but it's very drastic changes. Yeah. Um, only good if you're trying to meet an objective. 
Like fighters do this. Ultimately, fighters in the UFC will need they need to meet weight requirements mm. or like uh, people racing in motorsport, they need a combined weight of a certain amount of kilos. Yeah. Um so it's really effective in doing that. Um to like I will cut down my diet, try to get to, you know, I'm fighting in under 80s, I need to be 79 kilos. Mm-hmm. Um but every time I've done it, I shoot straight back up to my like my normal weight. Yeah. Your habits make put you at a baseline. And so if you diet, sure, but I immediately go back to my baseline. Yeah. And it goes the other way around for me too, by the way. I went on holiday to Jordan for two weeks. Yeah. I put on eight kilos uh-huh. whilst I was out there. Okay. Because their food's very indulgent. Yeah. You know, creamy, fatty, heavy. I love it. It's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. But I, I shot up like, I think, seven or eight kilos. Okay, yeah. And when I came back, I naturally lost that weight. So you came back to your baseline. Yeah. I came back to my baseline. So are you suggesting then, so saying someone who's trying to make more conscious changes but mm. over a period of time like i want to be healthy i want to be fitter yeah you'd say adjust your baseline yeah definitely okay and how yeah. do you do that mm. i think you touched on a really good point there uh where you need to understand where you're at at the moment mm. you know uh i'll tell you how i did it my baseline changed drastically when i went from not eating breakfast. This is when I lived in London. I didn't eat breakfast. Yeah. I would have can- a canteen lunch, which is, I would rank on uh, like the middle of the middle of the road in terms mm. of healthiness. Um, and then dinner was, when I lived in London, pretty much every night was takeaway. Yeah. So that was towards the very unhealthy end of the scale. Um, when I moved to Leicester, I didn't particularly have much money uh, coming in my, like, on a regular basis, yeah. uh, like uh, m- m- much of a monthly income. So I started to eat uh, pot noodles mm. and that's when you referred me to Huel. Mm. So my baseline changed when I started drinking Huel because uh, suddenly I started to, I, I learned what a macronutrient mm. is. I learned about carbs, fats and protein. Yeah. Um, and then that started to make an impact on me because I started to like lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, did you, so when you start to learn about macronutrients and so on, did you yeah. start thinking then every time you were buying food? Yeah. What you were buying? Or when did, has that happened? Or do you do that? I do or, that now. When did that happen? When I had a goal. I try, my, So maybe this is it. Not a goal for your like outcome of how much weight you lose, but what you consume. I have a goal now of 150 grams of uh of protein per day. Interesting. So yeah. that's why I think about it. Like every egg I eat, I'm like, it's nine grams per egg. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a chicken breast is X amount. Yeah. Huel is 30. Um, so it's made you more disciplined when you're food shopping, when you're yeah. out to eat. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're thinking about that. Yeah. How, yeah. how would you change your baseline? I think it's incremental changes. Okay. So it's making slight adjustments to things. I, I'll give you, well, sounds like I'm an old person, but sugar in your tea or coffee. Yeah. That would, that would be Try my start. Yeah. yeah. I did it for my parents. Uh, I've been telling them for years and years. I think you have a cup of tea a day, 365 teaspoons a year minimum. If you have two, um, you're over 720 teaspoons a year yeah. uh, at a minimum. Come on. Um, have, have a think of what that's doing. And yeah. the fact is with sugar in your tea or coffee is mm-hmm. it when you remove it for a period of time, it, you won't like it but then you become adjusted to it. So that's like adjusting your baseline of taste and and expectation. And for me, those are incremental changes I'd recommend because yes, I guess I did crash diet to a certain extent. I cut my portions and so so on. But the thing that's worked for me longer term is not that. That kind of just brought me to a whole new baseline. The only way I was able to hold it there was making little adjustments going forward. Like maybe actually I'm going to go back to two Weetabix, but I'm going to limit me adding honey to my Weetabix or so on and it's just making incremental changes I think that's healthier I don't like the idea of cutting out anything um, unless you're really really addicted or anything and you have to you know that's the only way you can stop you know people do that with smoking they say I'm just going to cut it out tomorrow right Um, that is fair but if it's small things that you enjoy over time just reduce reduce what you're doing you know and you'll start, again, without trying to cheese it, you start to appreciate it more. Mm. Like when you're having a chicken burger every day, I know you probably didn't have it every day, but yeah. say you were, yeah. probably weren't even enjoying it anymore, yeah, yeah. right? It just all tastes the same. But you have a chicken burger like once in a, you know, once every few months, yeah. but that tastes good. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's quite a nice um, perspective to have. So that's what I'd, I'd be doing. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
there's if we're talking and I'm, I'm very scared because of diverting into like hacks and top mm. 10 tips and this is yeah. how you do it because they never worked for me um but the that's yeah it's, it's small incremental changes i think is the is the biggest thing yeah. a really good book around this is atomic habits by james clear mm-hmm. um where he talks about the some of the negative like some dieting is sort of habitual right and my brother this is one thing i've been fortunate in my whole life is people around me have cared about the foods that they eat. Mm-hmm. So I've always I've always had a lot of like quite good information around me. Yeah. Not good actions by me, but the information around me was good. So I remember just speaking to my brother about how how habitual sometimes food can be. Mm-hmm. And actually growing up in a Muslim family, the thing that I learned like once one, for a month out of the year you fast. Yeah. I remember that and then I remember my brother telling me how habitual sometimes food is whereby like sometimes you eat just because it's lunchtime Mm. right and how and there's research to back this up but like how a fast a a longer term fast can uh uh, with water not a dry fast but a long-term fast can help with like mental clarity sure and how it can help you think clearer um i've actually contemplated doing this but again i don't want to lose any sort of mass but yeah (laughs) That's, I'm interested to hear about that. I've heard yeah. a, lot of, a lot of evidence out there about fasting. Yeah, yeah but there's so much around um, food and being it being attached to a habit. Yeah, and it's about identifying. I guess the the one thing that I would say is maybe identifying the habit. Um, definitely for me, ordering takeaway every night yeah. was a habit. That was a routine. It was a. It was a like I'd feel weird when I didn't do it. It was. It's almost like the most obvious thing you needed to change, yeah. but it wasn't obvious to you. I felt uncomfortable when I deleted the apps off my phone. Wow. Like, it was really weird. It's, it's very addictive and sort of habitual. So, Deliveroo gone? What, now? Off your app? Off your, uh, no, I'm... now, uh, not anymore. But okay. back then, back then I, I could kind of see it was a problem. I was yeah. like, I'm ordering every night. I'm running out of money. I'm mm. feeling very unhealthy. So, I delete the app and that will stop me. Um, but I wasn't ready. I didn't have any food at home. I hadn't done any shopping, so I have to download it again. Sam of 23. Yeah. If you could, if I, he was sitting in front of you right now. Yeah. And he was keen to listen. Yeah. Right. He wasn't, he was keen to listen about advice of what, what it takes to, to get to where you are at the moment and where he wants to go. What, what would you be your top three tips to him? Yeah. I'd say, listen here, you little piece of <laughs> lard. Lard. <laughs> um, do you know what I would say to him? I'd say to him, there's so much that you can do, that you can feel, and there's so much more time in a day, mm. right? So, of course, everybody gets the same 24 hours. Cancel the meeting. Yeah. Everybody gets the same 24 hours, but my 24 hours are so different from my 23-year-old self's 24 hours. Mm. That schmuck was waking up, was dragging himself out of bed at 7 a.m. Yeah. And then he was dragging himself to the shower, dragging himself to work, occasionally dragging himself to the gym mm-hmm. and then dragging himself home. Mm. And it was just this rut and this cycle of a bunch of bad habits. Right. And I would tell him, look, it doesn't have to be like that. Okay. You can wake, I woke up at 6 a.m. today and I felt fantastic. Mm. Yeah. That, I also had bad sleeping habits, but we'll discuss sleep yeah, in depth. Sure. Um, I'd tell him, look, it doesn't have to be like that. You can wake up feeling good and feeling energized you can um you you can feel good after eating food eating Mm. food isn't the closing chapter of the day Mm. you can have dinner and then you can go and play video games you can go and do a bit of work or go to the gym Mm -hmm. work out that's not the end of the day and all you have to do to achieve all of that is drink heal no (laughs) sponsor us and here's my referral okay Um, no all you have to do in order to do that is um, is educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot. Don't become an expert, by the sure, way. Sure, sure. Understand two or three core principles. Don't eat this. Eat plenty of this. Yeah. Um, and... But why should he? Huh? Why should he? Why should he? Why should he? Okay, here's here's an interesting one. It's not about why he should. It's about the consequences of what he what, what will happen if he doesn't. And I learned that very recently. Mm-hmm. I learned that very recently when, um, unfortunately, my grandfather was ill for a relatively long period of time, yep. about two months, and he stayed in the hospital. Now, obviously, he's considerably older than me. But when he came out of the hospital, um, 
his muscles had atrophied so much that he struggled to move. Yeah. Now, muscles atrophy regardless of age, it's just about what rate it happens. Mm-hmm. So sitting here talking to you right now, yeah. I feel comfortable. There's no backache. There's sure. no leg ache. Yeah. Even at 23, 24, because I wasn't working out, because I was just lounging about, like actually just sitting down on, I remember sitting down on the tube, mm. standing up on the tube. It just felt uncomfortable because I wasn't working out my muscles at all. Yeah. They were getting weaker and weaker by the day. Um, so the consequences of not doing it is you just get weaker and weaker by the day physically. Yeah. And life becomes harder and harder to actually do. I, f- I feel great right now. Um, but yeah, if 14-year-old, I'm trying to give you some more time. Yeah, if yeah. 14-year-old Ash mm. or 15, whatever age, what age? What age are we doing? Uh, what, we're speaking? No, 12-year-old Ash needed the 12-year-old Ash sat right here. Yeah. And he was just like, help me. What would you say to I'd him? Say do do what you're about to do. No, <laughs> yeah, um, you're crushing yeah. it, boy. I'd yeah, I'd really just say that um, don't focus too much on the aesthetics. I think I got very carried away with just that, yeah. and it took me a while to re- realize the wider benefits of a healthy life mm. um, and consistency. Because the thing is, when you're so tuned to just aesthetics, when you see that you're lean mm. or you've leaned out. Yeah. You have nothing else to aim for. Yeah. And there's no re- need for consistency. You get complacent, as you mentioned. Yeah. So that would be one of my things. Um, don't, as much as that's a, a key thing and a very good aim to have, realize the wider benefits. It's very difficult as a 12-year-old, though, to convince someone yeah. um, about that. But, I, yeah, I, I think it's all habitual. Mm. Like, make smaller changes, mm. everything. Wake up 10 minutes earlier. Mm. Wait, don't try and set yourself ridiculous goals i say that to everyone like Mm. you know especially you just mentioned it with education i think i see so many people that become so heavily educated on health yeah that they try and do all these drastic changes and it's almost it's almost a bad thing to be too educated in healthcare because you just just get carried away with it right and it's just like just make tiny little changes yeah and watch everything you know you go home after work you get home five six don't snack yeah. Or limit your snacking. Go for popcorn rather than peanuts or whatever. I don't know. Whatever your interests are or whatever you want to reduce, or if you want to reduce your salt intake, just try something different if it works for you. Yeah. And you'll you'll do that. And I think it goes, goes back to the book that I've not read, but you have read Atomic Habits. <laughs> yeah. But it's just making continuous um, oh, yeah. continuous changes. Yeah. Starting small is, is a huge is a huge deal. He talks about uh, a lady who wanted to go to the gym every single day for a year. Yeah. And that's a big deal, right? But no, actually, all her mission was, was not to go to the gym every day, was to go downstairs, she lived in New York, go downstairs and hail a cab every single day. Yeah. The thing is, once you're in a cab, you can't go back. Right. Right, and there's countless versions of these stories. Every every personal trainer will tell you a version of this story of, just go to the gym for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. lift a weight, get a feel for your surroundings, then go home. Yeah. And then you'll feel weird not going to the gym. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, my favorite thing, and we're not telling everyone to go become Arnold Schwarzenegger, but what he does, uh, somebody asked him like, why, why do you still work out at your age? And he goes, why do you still have breakfast at your age? It's just a thing I've been doing. It's just a, it's just part of my routine. Yeah. And it feels feels crazy not to. Yeah. yeah. So small changes is probably the best thing. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to sort of end this episode on, I've forgotten already. It sounded quite quite important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're out here talking like we're Greek gods <laughs> built like fucking units. There's like definitely a comment of out here. someone who didn't make it to this point in the episode like, yeah. All right, lads. All right, lads. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think you are? Um, we've talked about, you know, what got us to this stage where we care about our physical health. Uh-huh. We've spoken predominantly about diet and sort of nutrition and where we're at at the moment. Mm. Um, are you happy with where you're at at the moment and what are your goals going forwards? Um, good question. I'm happy with my consistency. Good. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm happy with where I am, but I'm happy with my consistency because I can see see a path going forward, mm. dotted lines uh, yeah. ahead. My my goals are firstly to find all round um, all round fitness, and I know everyone wants that. But what I'm essentially saying is, so stretching, for example, mm. I want to build back my flexibility. I'll keep this as a target episode. That that's one of my targets for the next year, twelve months, certainly, yeah. um, because I'm concerned about injury now. I'm concerned about as we age, making sure that um, things still work well. Because the last thing I want is to have an injury 
and then to have to give everything up yeah. or give up the things that matter. So yeah, certainly that's something I'm not happy with. Um, but overall, that's that's where I am and, and continues to do it. And for me, I just love the idea of uh, just PBs. It doesn't mm. have to be what you lift. It could yeah. be just how many press-ups you did or yeah, yeah. how long you held a squat for or how many burpees you can do just something something to keep going that's that's nice it's the best piece of sorry it's just yeah. come to my mind and we're really running out of time because we've got a meeting after this yeah uh, but it's find how find out what about it you can love mm. you don't have to love diet nutrition you don't have to love exercise right i learned i don't like running right i love monitoring metrics gamifying so, it gamifying it strava <laughs> Suddenly, I went from hating running yeah. to if I increase my pace, then I run out of breath in two minutes. Yeah. If I slow down my pace to a bare minute, I can run unlimited amount. Right. But it's not at a pace I want. And suddenly, I was playing this game in my head where I was like, right, we want to do 5K in 25 minutes. Mm. Right. So I'm thinking I need to average uh, a five minute kilometer pace. But actually, I can't maintain that for that long. So what if I started off really slow and then yeah. go a bit harder and then go a bit slow? It gamified it in my head. But you, you can apply that to everything. It's not just about, oh, I have to love working out to go do it. No, find something in working, like you with PBs, yeah, sure. right? I'm sure mm. there's moments where you're just like, I've got to go to the yeah, gym. Yeah. But you're like, actually, if I do this next week, I might be able to Yeah, PB. yeah, completely. Find the thing within it that you love. Yeah. And I think uh, the funny thing, we, we both know it, and yeah. is competitiveness is, is okay yeah it's <laughs> a problem that that could be with just with yourself like i say yeah. pb beat yourself or yeah. with others a light competitiveness yeah. is good and healthy um because it puts you in your place a little bit yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise again you get complacent you yeah. get fixed in your your ways and so on it's like actually no yeah. he's pulling his weight i've got it up mine and I, i'd say certainly in the last month since i've been back from india mm. you're seeing your consistency mm has been a driving force for me where even yesterday we were all chatting after our meeting and I was like, I need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to feel bad and <laughs> someone's going to get ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Because yeah. the, the people at the gym we go to have noticed it as well. Oh, really? We were, yeah, we were on the assault bike. Yeah. And uh, we had like oh, yeah. certain goals within certain time frames. Mm. Um, and yeah, one of, one of the guys there just comes, uh, like just before I start, just comes yeah. up and whispers in my, not whispers, but just says it in my ear like, Ash got 27 and then walks away. <laughs> and that was like, I, di I didn't have a goal anymore. It was right. 27 or die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it works every time. It was bloody yeah. works, yeah. Uh, they're funny. But no, uh, amazing. Really yeah. good to chat about this. Obviously, first of of quite a few. Yeah. Um, Diet just, and nutrition. Yeah. What a fast... We could talk about it all day, but Absolutely. Yeah. And what we're learning as well, I'm yeah. really keen as we go along, you've got a lot to share on that mm. that you give me off, off uh, camera. Right, so. I got you let's do it but yeah if you enjoyed episode one of season two yeah um director's debrief please do give it a like share tell everyone about this episode mm. um we're really keen to develop more and more and we're just giving genuine heartful advice that we think is right yeah it's not advice but it's advice as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we don't know what we're... Well, we know what we've been through, but we don't necessarily know what we're talking about. So mm. if you have some bit, a bit of advice that's great, let us know in the comments and we might be able to learn from you. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. All right. See you next time. Yep. Yeah, thanks for watching. Cheers. Cheers.